This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. To carb or not to carb? I'm here to tell you that when you eat carbs the right way, they are not the enemy. Eat them the wrong way, and they bring obesity, disease, and premature death. So I think it's important to know the right way, don't you? I'm going to be doing that here in this podcast. And just be prepared, I'm kind of taking you to nutrition school here. But it's not going to be anything like your health class in high school or even your nutrition class that you possibly took in college. And I promise you, it's not going to be boring. This is going to be super educational episode with some simple practical action steps that you can take to begin to improve your health. I have actually pulled today's episode teaching directly out of one of the lessons of the 40-day food revival. This is from lesson three titled Change the Carbs. So if you are a 40-day food revival student or an academy student of mine, just know that this teaching can also be found in lesson three of the 40-day food revival. All right, so let's dive in. Carbohydrates. So carbohydrates, they come in different forms. The three main forms of carbohydrates are fiber carbs, starch carbs, and sugar carbs. The fiber carbs, think about them as most of the vegetables, at least the ones that your mother told you to eat, the ones that you tried to avoid as a kid. All of those are fiber carbohydrates. They're primarily made of fiber. These can also be called non-starchy carbohydrates. Then there are the starchy carbs, and they're specifically things like grains, starchy vegetables, and beans. We're going to talk about these in this podcast. But just also know that there are carbohydrates that are primarily made of sugar carbohydrates. And I'm going to be diving into sugar in an upcoming episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. You're not going to want to miss it. So again, this podcast is going to focus on starchy carbohydrates. The primary source of starchy carbohydrates in our modern diet is from grains. So let's start with grains. I'm going to start with whole grains. But what exactly is a whole grain? There is so much confusion out there about what a whole grain is. When I say whole grain, I'm not talking about quote unquote whole grain bread. I'm not talking about whole grain pasta or cereal or baked goods, despite what the labels on these foods want you to believe. I am talking about true whole grains. True whole grains are grains that are still intact since harvesting them from the stock. They still resemble the seed that has come from the stock. So for instance, a whole grain of brown rice or buckwheat or oat groats or wheat berries. These whole grains have been a central element of human diet for thousands of years. The grains that our ancestors ate, though, they came straight from the stock. But then it's been since the late 19th century when industrialized roller mills were invented and everything changed. These new industrialized milling and processing machines, what they did is they allowed the grain manufacturers to remove parts of of the grain. It removed the bran and the germ. This refinement process 
it, what it would do is it would increase the flower's shelf life and it also created a substance that customers loved. It was this white fluffy bread and it was tastier and easier to chew. It wasn't just wheat and bread grains that they refined, but also grains like rice. So for instance, when brown rice is refined, the outer bran and germ gets stripped away and you're left with the white starchy middle, which is a fluffy, easy to chew, quicker to cook white rice. But here's the thing. When we do this, there is a nutritional price to be paid when the nutrient-rich bran and germ is removed from the grain. The refining process, it strips away the fiber, it strips away healthy fats and vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and phytonutrients, leaving behind just the starchy white, low-nutrient endosperm, which is what white flour and white rice are. So you maybe think that selecting whole wheat or whole grain flour is the solution, right? Well, it's really not. The more you chop up the grain, the more you pulverize it into a flour, the more the inside starchy middle gets exposed. And whole grains that have been pulverized into flour, like wheat flour, for instance, they have a significantly expanded starchy surface area that's available to digestive enzymes, making it easy to immediately digest. And it causes our blood sugar levels and then insulin to spike dramatically. Even quote unquote, 100% whole grain flours and products that still include the bran and the germ in the flour, this spikes blood sugar and insulin almost the same as refined white flour. So we think that we're selecting the healthier option, but to our bodies, it really cannot tell the difference between whole wheat flour and sugar. Did you know that eating two slices of whole wheat bread can raise our blood sugar more than eating two tablespoons of table sugar? So let me talk about that for just a minute. Let me give you a little bit of a science class here. When you eat a true whole grain, for instance, a piece of brown rice, your body has to do some work to get to the starchy white middle. It has to break down the outer fibrous bran. And what this does is it allows the digestion of that starchy white middle to be slower and controlled. So your body then turns the starch into sugar in the form of glucose. And what it does is it ushers it into the bloodstream. While there will still be a rise in blood sugar as a result, it's not going to be as quick and damaging as if you were doing flour because your body didn't have to work to get to the starch when it's flour. If you have a rapid rise in blood sugar from eating refined grains like flour, this is also gonna cause a rapid rise in the hormone insulin. And one of insulin's main job is to get the sugar that comes from the starches into the cells because your cells want energy. It needs energy. This is good, right? Our cells need energy. But here's the problem. If we eat too much starch, especially the wrong kind, then what's happening is we end up with too much sugar and too much insulin floating around in our blood. And so once the insulin gets all the sugar that the cell needs into all the cells, the insulin's just like, well, now what do I do? I still got lots of sugar floating around in the bloodstream. What do we need to do that with this? So it does the next thing that it knows to do. And it stores these starchy carbohydrates turned into sugar. And it stores these as fat to use later as energy. But here's the problem. This stored fat will not get used as energy later. You see, insulin, it has another job. 
When you have high levels of insulin constantly flowing around in your body, insulin also acts like a sort of guard dog, preventing fat from even getting out of your fat cells to use up as energy. So here's the thing. So later when your blood sugar dips low, because insulin has done its job to get it into the cells and get it into your fat cells, your blood sugar is going to, your blood sugar is going to plummet. And then you're going to end up hungry again, but your body cannot access the abundant energy stored as fat on your body. So what does your body do? It tells you to eat more carbs to get the energy that it needs. And so this is a vicious cycle that we end up repeating, right? Constantly craving sugar and carbohydrates. It just feels like an endless cycle. And we end up getting fatter and heavier along the way. It's not just obesity and cravings that we need to worry about because high levels of insulin, which is induced by starch and sugar, is linked to heart disease, type 2 diabetes, cancer, dementia, and more. And I'm here to tell you that true whole grain carbohydrates are not the enemy. It's the processed refinement of the whole grains that's the enemy. But you see, the food industry doesn't just stop with refining, refining the grains and turning them into flours. They've combined these refined grains and they combine them with sugar, deadly fats, and a host of toxic additives to make them convenient, yummy, shelf-stable, and even addictive. Our stores are grocery stores. They should be overflowing with nutrient-dense whole foods as God designed. But instead, they are filled to the brim with processed food-like substances that are killing us. Studies show that an average American's diet consists of more than 60% highly processed foods. Among adults, the number one source of calories is baked desserts, followed by yeast breads. This is hardly glorious. When I grocery shop and I look into the carts of my fellow shoppers, I rarely find any real, whole, glorious foods. And it truly breaks my heart. God did not design us to eat this way. And our bodies were never made to handle this much processed carbs, much less all the other toxic substances that come along with its packaged foods. And listen, it's not really our fault. Sadly, we are told to eat this way. In the 1970s, we were told by the government and those in the medical field that carbs are better than fat, which is one of the most catastrophic food recommendations ever, killing millions of people. And then in 1992, the U.S. government's political USDA food pyramid, it placed grains as the foundation of a healthy diet. And we were told to eat six to 11 servings of bread, rice, cereal, or pasta. They did not recommend for us to eat the nutrient-dense whole grains like I was talking about earlier, but instead refined processed ones. Can you imagine 11 servings of bread? So we did what they recommended. And as a result, we did not get healthier. We got fatter and sicker. So while, yes, the latest renditions of the USDA pyramids and plates have some improvements and recommendations, this is a very political diagram, and it's still far from illustrating the truth about healthy eating. We need a new way of looking at carbohydrates. It is time for a carbohydrate revival. In this podcast, I'm going to start you on that journey to eating God's glorious carbohydrates. I actually really struggled when I was creating this teaching. 
because I don't want to be doom and gloom and I don't want to be fear mongering in any way. I don't want you to think that all carbs are bad or that I am recommending that you eat no carbohydrates. I don't want you to be discouraged after listening to this. Maybe you look in your pantry and you realize that you're part of the statistic that says 60% of what you eat is highly processed and you have no idea how you will ever change that. But I do think it's important that you understand what is really to blame for our poor health. It is processed carbs and sugar. I want to open your eyes and mind to the truth and share the reasons why I am giving you my recommendations. I am trusting that you know me well enough by now, hopefully, that I am really not an all or nothing kind of a girl. I'm not a clear out your pantry today kind of health coach. My desire is to show you where we are heading, what is the ideal, and then I want to provide you with a step-by-step plan on how to get there. So let me share with you the ideal when it comes to carbs, and then I also want to share with you some steps to take. It's going to be okay, I promised. So the ideal, honestly, this is a little bit of a toughie. You want to know why? You actually don't have to eat starchy carbohydrates. While there are what's called essential proteins and essential fats, meaning that we must consume specific proteins and we must consume specific fats in order to survive, there is no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. Carbohydrates' main purpose is to provide our cells with energy in the form of glucose. But the reality is, is that our bodies can do this with using protein or fat as well. And any nutrients found in grains, such as fiber, vitamins, and minerals, those can all be found in other food sources, like vegetables and fruits, nuts, and seeds, for example. But I'm definitely not wanting you to think that you can't have any carbs. I just wanted you to know that starchy carbohydrates, they are not essential. We can live without them. But again, it's not the carbohydrate that's the enemy. It's how we are eating them that is causing us the harm. It's how we've eaten them possibly our entire life and this love-hate relationship with carbs that has gotten us into the problem where we are. So our goal is to return to the way God intended for us to eat carbohydrates. So if we are going to eat grains, here are the ideals when it comes to grains. I want you to eat grains that are whole and not refined or processed. Eat grains that are organic. Eat them in moderation and you don't have to eat them with every meal. And when you do include them, we want to keep them to a serving size of around a half of a cup that's cooked. I also want you to know that whole grains, they're not the only way to get starchy carbohydrates into our diet. There are a lot of nutrient-rich carbohydrates that we can eat as well or instead of grains, such as sweet potatoes and white potatoes and purple potatoes and red potatoes and yellow potatoes, all the colored potatoes. There's also winter squashes like butternut squash and acorn squash, delicata squash, spaghetti squash, and pumpkin squash. I love winter squashes. And beans like black beans and pinto beans and white beans, so many beans that are available. These other starchy foods, though they pack a ton of extra micronutrients and fiber, helping to bring some variety to our diet. So you definitely don't need just whole grains in your diet, but there's a ton of other things that you can add as well. So these carbs and all of my food recommendations can be found on my Glorious Foods listing. And this Glorious Foods list is part of my Healthy Free Life Way Starter Kit, 
which can be found at kit.healthyfreelife.com. So be sure to head over there and download that glorious food listing if you haven't yet. Again, that's kit.healthyfreelife.com. I'll also put the link in the episode notes. So now that we know what the ideal starchy carbohydrates are, where we're heading, how do we begin to take steps towards the goal? Well, remember, I don't expect you to get to the, the ideal overnight. I give you full permission to baby step your way there. You know I'm all about the baby steps. I really don't know where you are on the spectrum of eating carbohydrates. I don't exactly know what you are currently eating. Maybe you are only eating processed carbohydrates and you rarely eat a whole grain or other starchy carb. Maybe you eat very little carbohydrates because you're afraid of them. Or maybe you eat too many whole grains. So because of this, I want to share a path with you. This is my carbohydrate upgrade path. And there are five stages that are on this carb upgrade path. As I, I'm going to go through each of the stages. And as I talk about the stages, I want you to identify what stage you are in. And then what I want you to do is I want you to listen to what the next stage is, because that's what I want you to begin working on. So for instance, if you discover that you are in stage zero, which is the white stage, listen to that, identify where you are. And then I want you to listen to stage one, which is the brown stage and all of the instructions that I give there. Hopefully when I get through the stages, it will all make better sense. Ideally, you would see the diagram, but right now this is an audio. And so I'm just going to walk you through it. Audio. So stage zero, the white stage. In this stage, you are primarily eating white processed flours from packaged foods, such as white bread, white tortillas, white pasta, and cereal, etc. If you are in the white stage, stage zero, I want you to begin to work on stage one, which is the brown stage. In this stage, the brown stage, you are primarily eating 100% whole wheat and grain packaged products, such as whole wheat bread, whole wheat pasta, whole wheat cereal. It's key that it says 100% whole wheat or 100% whole grain on the package. If you are in stage one, then now it's time to move to stage two. Stage two is the replacing stage. In the replacing stage, you are working to replace packaged whole wheat and whole grain products with whole foods, such as true whole grains, whole starchy veggies and beans. For instance, oatmeal instead of cereal, spaghetti squash instead of regular pasta, and so on. If you find that you are in stage th two, the replacing stage, it's now time to go to stage three, which is the whole stage. In this stage, it's official. You are eating starchy carbohydrates that are primarily from whole foods, true whole grains, starchy vegetables, and beans. You are eating minimal to no processed starchy carbohydrates. This is super hard to for some, but it is absolutely possible and life and health can really begin to transform here in the whole stage. But we don't have to stop there. There are a couple other stages, stage four and five, and I don't necessarily want to go too deeply into them because they could have their own podcast episode all by themselves. But stage four is 
trying out a gluten-free experiment, and stage five is actually doing a grain-free experiment. So stage four, the gluten-free experiment. Ideally, I don't think that we would be eating any gluten grains, such as wheat, barley, or rye. I believe that these could be bringing more harm to our bodies than good, especially how they are processed, how they are grown, and all of the things. Doing a gluten-free experiment can help you identify to what extent they might be bringing you harm. Again, I'm not going to go into the full details, but just know that trying a gluten-free experiment could be helpful, but just know that there's a right way to do a gluten-free experiment. We definitely want to make sure that we are eating whole foods if we're going to do a gluten-free experiment. Stage number five is that you might actually want to take it a step further and do a grain-free experiment. Some people thrive on whole grains, but there are others who end up feeling inflamed, depleted, and diseased. If you struggle with disease or excess weight or things like autoimmune disease, completing a grain-free experiment could be very beneficial. Again, I'm not going to go into the details here, but it's something to consider. The ultimate goal is that we want to eat carbs in a way that is right for you and your body. And you want to ask yourself, what helps me to achieve and maintain the results that I want? And I, what helps to make me feel energized and amazing? So does your body do best with some whole grains? Or when, if you do a gluten-free experiment, did it show you that you are okay with grains that have gluten in them? Or maybe after you did a grain-free experiment, you were like, oh my goodness, that's truly helped me to lose weight, reverse disease, and feel great. So again, finding what works for you is really key here. You got to find your unique diet. There is no one right way that works for everyone. So in this path that I laid out for you, it really is a baby step plan and it's completely okay to go from one step to another step. For some, you can go through this in a few weeks, some a few months. For some of y'all, it might take a few years and listen, that's okay. The key is to keep moving forward and to work through these stages. As I said earlier, this teaching is taken directly from lesson three of my 40 day food revival. In addition to what you've learned here today, the lesson in the program includes video teachings where I actually fully demonstrate exact carbs to eat, which ones to not eat when you are upgrading. I have cooking demonstrations along with a workbook that's filled with recipes, carbohydrate upgrades, suggestions, some of my favorite food brands, and even a glorious snack listing and so much more. And that is just one of the lessons in the 40-Day Food Revival. There are five others. So have you taken the 40-Day Food Revival yet? Have you done that program yet? If not, you can visit healthyfreelife.com forward slash revival to get started today. Again, healthyfreelife.com forward slash revival to get started. I'll be sure to include the link in the episode notes as well. So I've taught you a lot about starchy carbohydrates today, the good carbs and the bad carbs. And I will say that the sooner that you are able to get to the other side of the carbohydrate path, the better. As you walk this path, you're going to begin to experience fewer cravings and addictions to carbs and sugar. You're going to have more energy. You're going to start releasing weight and ditching disease and experiencing real health. And that's what this journey is all about. So then the next question is, what is your next step on the path and what action are you going to take next? And now I want to leave you with this reminder from Christ in Matthew 4, 4, where Jesus says, 
it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Until next time, bye for now.